Hello and welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 19. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And this title, uh, this podcast is entitled, This Podcast Has Lots of Birds and Tits. And that's just the presenters. <laughs> that's not that's not the sub subtitle, is it? No. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll explain why we've got lots of birds and tits uh, very shortly. And it's not just a reason to hopefully get us more listens by including birds and tits in our title. Um, we will come to that very shortly and let you know why that is the case. Um, but yeah, we're at Fisher's house tonight, broadcasting from Fisher's house or podcast recording from Fisher's house for a change. We are we are in the study at my house, and this probably amounts to the most amount of study I, I, I've ever done in here. And because it, it's never been used for any study whatsoever, as far as I'm aware. And I find it a little bit annoying, actually, because, um, I, I, you know me, I like to podcast in my pyjama bottoms, uh, particularly the ones with uh, Superman and Batman and The Flash, as we found out he was called a few weeks ago. I like to podcast with, uh, with with them on, but because I've come round to your house, it seemed a bit inappropriate that I should turn up at your door with my pyjama bottoms on. Yep, so you've just got your dressing gown on instead, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, just dressing gown and pair of shorts, that's <laughs> yep. it. Uh, but now we're both smartly dressed in this podcast, you'll be pleased to hear. Um, and I haven't even gone down the route of hosting the podcast in my pyjamas, even though I am hosting the podcast in my house at the moment. But, and we are we are at your house, so you've provided the drinks, is that right? I have provided the drinks, similar to the drinks you made last time. It's not going to be poured out of a teapot. It's coming straight out of a beer bottle, and it is the Cascade Pale Ale made by the Saltair Brewery. And it's good to be back on the beer after a, a good a good while of, of being on, on what we, we, we tried, non-alcoholic beer for dry January. We tried tea, which didn't go too well because I, I made it pretty poorly, didn't I? So it's good to be back on the beer. Where's this beer from again, sorry? Uh, it is from Saltair, which is a place in West Yorkshire. Do you want okay. to try, I open it? Yeah, why not? Open? You go for it, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I, I believe Salter is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, but I might have just made that up. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, I think Salter is a former mining town, or, or former, a former town where the person who owned the town, Titus Salt. Uh, so we're actually tying into the theme, Tits, Titus Salt. Yeah, there we uh, go. Tits and birds. <laughs> um, Titus Salt is the former sort of owner of either the mine or the cotton mills around there, and I think he was well noted for treating people really well. Okay, uh, what, giving them beer? Uh, I don't believe he gave them beer. I think the brewery <laughs> set up uh, much lighter. Okay, fair enough. That's that's fine. Uh, anyway, should we go through what we've got coming up today? Uh, we shall. So, of course, we are going to have Apology of the Week. We're going to have the joke we should have done in the last episode. Uh, we're going to look at the news and what's been going on in the news. The theme today is Bird Watch and Bird Feeding Month, which is why uh, our title of the podcast is This Podcast Has Lots of Birds and Tits. See, we did explain it. There is a good reason for having birds and tits in the title of our podcast. Well, it's a good enough reason, I suppose. A good enough reason. Uh, but we've got, yeah, we're going to do talk a bit about Bird Watch and Bird Feeding Month. And uh, Fisher has got the regular, irregular feature for us this time. Um, I thought, though, this, uh, we might as well get on with uh, the joke that we should have done last episode, first of all. Uh, we shall. And in the last episode, we were talking about Boris Johnson and his idea to build a bridge from the UK to France. So we're going to play in the clip. I can't remember. I can't help remember that Boris Johnson campaigned to leave the European Union uh, and to control migration and various other things, and he doesn't want to sort of waste money and would rather give that to the NHS. Do you know what he suggested? Building a bridge to France. All right, OK. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that makes sense then, yeah. yeah. Let's spend a load of money. Let's kind of make, give more options for people coming into the country by building a bridge across to the French. Unless, of course, it's a drawbridge. Wouldn't that be perfect? We've got the natural moat around the UK, which is the English Channel, North Sea and the Irish Sea. 
Put a drawbridge down there. We can like an old Mott and Bailey castle. Perfect. So that was the joke that we should have done last week. That was a joke we should have done last week. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, moving on then. So it is now time for Apology of the Week. Every week we seem to have a heartfelt apology to make. Uh, you've apologised for um, not doing dry January very well. I'm glad, a bit glad that's over so that you can um, continue to drink beer. <laughs> yeah, can't used to drink beer anyway. <laughs> well, my apology this week is... Uh, sorry for turning up in my dressing gown, Fisher. That's one. But the main apology is for last week we did an episode of uh, the podcast which was all around um, tinnitus, wasn't it? Tinnitus. Or tetanus. Yeah, so it was all about the sort of hearing condition and so on. Um, we, we, I think we addressed it quite well. We told people about it quite well. The problem is, instead of calling it uh, tinnitus, I decided to announce it as titinus quite a lot. You did. <laughs> when we listened to the podcast back, you said the word titinus a lot of times. Which is quite, which is quite a bad thing to do when, we're, when, when, when some of the things in the news have been about. We talked about <laughs> the president's dinner and the sort of scandals involving sort of sexual equality and all that sort of things. Um, and sort of scantily clad ladies being banned from certain sports. But yeah, I continue to call tinnitus titinus. It was an accident, but I do apologise. It's a heartfelt apology. And this week, um, we are going to be playing a game later on called Tit or Swallow. <laughs> are you sure you don't mean Tet or Swallow? No, I definitely mean Tits, Tit or Swallow on this occasion. <laughs> So in the news then, uh, I've got the first bit of news, if that's all right, Fisher. Um, I don't know know if it's news I'm going to be breaking to you. Maybe you're you're quite excited about this. I'm not too sure. No, some people are. Uh, We've got the Spice Girls reuniting. Uh, Did you see that? I'd heard that they'd they'd done a picture together. They were at, was it Jerry Halliwell's house? Or Jerry Horner's house, as she's called now? That's right, yeah. And they tweeted a picture or Instagrammed a picture. And they said they'll be returning to do something, but they don't quite know what. Yeah, I think it suggested they might break the Far East. That could be a, a title of one of their songs. We we don't we're going to do something, but we don't quite know what. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah. You know. when, or perhaps it could be you know when five become four. We don't know what we want to be. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the follow up to you know. Um, but there are all five of them are getting back together as well. Um, so that was that was something that was in the news, and I heard they're doing it for ten million each. So um, you know, just a a, a short. A small benefit for for getting back yeah. together. Surely, surely they don't really need the money, do they? You suspect they're all fairly loaded anyway with the amount of records they uh, sold. And at what stage do you think we can call it quits and then hope that someone comes along with ten million pounds and asks us to to do it again? I think we would have to be very very old before we'd have to get some fans first. We've well, we've got uh, we've got listeners in San Francisco. Maybe there's San Francisco millionaires listening. Yeah, we've we've got we've got friends as far east. I've said my friend Scott lives in Hong Kong. Well, there we go. And has listened in. Um, where's listening in Bhutan? Not I... Bhutan. I don't know. Uh, Taiwan. Listened in Taiwan, didn't he? Well, there we go. I, I was oh. thinking about the Spice Girls as well because they're back together and it's it's been some time. The, the, and you think about the names that they used to have nicknames, didn't they? So do, do they want to sort of rebrand themselves a little bit, change some of the nicknames? So just just Ginger Spice become Grey Spice or what? Old Spice, surely. Yeah. Old Spice, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which I think is a deodorant. Yeah, actually. an aftershave. Yeah. Um, do we think does Baby Spice become Teenage Spice? Not quite a baby anymore, but maybe she's teenage now. Teenage Spice could be. Of course, you mentioned Ginger Spice. Ginger actually is a spice. Yeah. <laughs> so that was actually, you know, you know, we, did, we never had a tarragon spice, well, did we? No, there was, a, there was thought, the thought gone into that. Um, posh spice could be um, spends too much spice yeah. or brand, Sli- brand spice or... Slightly, po- slightly posher spice. Yeah. Could be. Scary spice could be scary spice. Yeah. 
<laughs> scariest verse, even scarier. I don't want to kind of raise the issue, but did mm. anyone ever think it was a bit racist that sort of, you know, the Black Spice was called the scary one? I mean, I don't want to sort of throw <laughs> that out there, but that's maybe not but, quite fair. Uh, then uh, there's the Sporty Spice, who could be now sort of uh, walking football spice yeah. or something <laughs> like that, um, or performance enhancing spice. Yeah. Um, Bowl spice, that's all she can play nowadays. Yeah, um, but on, on the sort of sports side of things, Maria Sharapova was spotted wearing a uh, a Spice Girls t-shirt. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so let's go back to the performance enhancing spice. I didn't mean to... Oh, right, okay, sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, but anyway, and also the, the, the thing that came off the back of this is shortly after the Spice Girls announced their reunion, um, Nadine Coyle announced that uh, Girls Allowed reun- reuniting. Well, not quite. It would be just Nadine Coyle. So that's a, a one-person reunion. Because <laughs> you see it with these bands anyway, don't you? I mean, take that. They used to have five members. Then they had four. Then they had five again. Then they had four. Then now they've got three. I mean, we're not far away from just being Gary Barlow <laughs> on his own, surely. Yeah. But Nadine Codd, so she's just doing she's just solo Girls Aloud songs. Solo Girls Aloud songs, basically. But probably uh, announcing it off the back of the Spice Girls reunion might not have been the best thing best thing to do, but so never mind. Played in student unions. Who, who's the worst sort of novelty act that you've ever seen sort of in your sort of student days or what have you? Um, who have I seen? I, I remember. Oh, I can't remember the name. I I remember seeing a, a band called. I, I can't even remember the name. They used to sing. They did some. They did a song called "Bump in the Night." Um, oh. they did a song called "Land of Make Believe," which is an original song, but they redid it. Right. I once saw them at a at a at a gig before in my okay. student days. I wasn't too impressed. I've, for you, uh, I watched two of Bewitched. All right, okay, just two, two of them. Just two of them, yeah. And they came out and did some Bewitched songs. And they had so few songs that they actually did some songs twice. <laughs> oh, and also, the only band I've ever seen twice was the Venger Boys. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Sylvie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, the next thing that I spotted as well, before I let you move on to the things you spotted, um, and, and this is something I... It, it, fake porn. So we've gone from fake news... How did you find that? ...to fake <laughs> porn. Um, and obviously I wanted to I, I wanted to go and do a bit of uh, Google researching before we did the podcast, obviously, yep. on fake porn. And it's AI technology. Um, so it's the same sort of technology that, you know, they could bring sort of people back to life and put them in films like they kind of did with a Star Wars film and one of the characters on Star Wars and they kind of did something similar with... Um, Carrie Fisher, I think, Fisher, for yeah. for the last episode of the of the one of the previous Star Wars, as they sort of generated a scene with her whole face on it. It's yeah. kind of what they're using. So it's AI technology. I mean, who who would have thought that they'd have been able to take this technology and one of the first things that they thought to do was create porn with it? Yeah, that's a first for technology, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> apparently, apparently, you can actually see some on the internet nowadays. Some uh, some some pornography. All oh, right, okay. What other things that? can you do with the internet nowadays? I, I think there's pretty much little else you can do, isn't it? <laughs> um, but probably worth pointing out, Carrie Fisher, no relation to myself. No, no okay, no, not yeah. not your mum. No, no, auntie. No, 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 none whatsoever. Jedi, Jedi relation or? Oh, you've rumbled me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's. I suppose it gives a whole new phrase to make. Yeah. Well, unless she turns up, um, which obviously is going to be quite difficult now because yep. she's not around anymore. But unless she turns up and she says, "Fisher, I am your mother," <laughs> <laughs> she could do that. She could do. Um, but I suppose she it... could have left that joke for last for next week, and we could have done that as the joke that we didn't do last week. But no, yeah, it's good to try and get a joke in. I'm sure when we <laughs> listen back to it, there'll be things that we've missed. Um, but I suppose it's um, yeah, it means that if you sort of make pornography. Previously, it would probably refer to people who were sort of big six-foot strapping men and what have you, or women with enormous breasts. And nowadays, if you make pornography, it probably means that you're a 
small teenager who sits in the bedroom and sort of starts photoshopping people's heads onto <laughs> uh, onto movies that are already ongoing. And it's a real shame for the actual porn stars because they they might it might get to the stage where they are being paid to do a job and they're going to just take their face off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just going to rip. So yeah, we only want you, you know, and then we're going to put somebody else's head on you. That's fine. You know, it's, it's it's a little bit unfortunate for them, if anything. Well, that said, do many people look at the face in the pornography anyway? Is that part of it? I don't, I don't know. Um, well, that's been one thing that's been in the news. Uh, one thing that caught my eye uh, a little bit was the news that we talked about in Dean Coyle. Uh, Liam Gallagher. Do you know what his fans can't do at their gigs nowadays? Um, enjoy the self. Uh, <laughs> no, I said nowadays, not for the last, like, 15 years. Um, they can't take potato peelers in with them. Okay, is that is that because there's a, there's a, there's a generally a pile of potatoes at Liam Gallagher's gigs and he doesn't want them peeling? I don't know. Well, obviously, it could cause a lot of problems at Irish gigs or whatever. But um, <laughs> he, I think Noel Gallagher had someone playing the scissors, didn't he? Right, Jules okay. Holland uh, stood next to a microphone playing a pair playing, of scissors. Playing the scissors. Playing the scissors. Yeah. What well, you could have you could have thought about this before you started the podcast, and you could have even brought a pair of scissors up, and we could have both attempted to play the scissors. I could have done. Uh, maybe, maybe next week. That could although, be a feature on next week. Although the amount of wires that we've got sort of around <laughs> us could have could, caused a lot of problems and cut, cut, uh, cut the podcast out part way through. Um, <laughs> or just you. <laughs> I'll just carry on doing it myself. Fair enough. You've been watching too much porn for it, haven't you? Um, but. They've said you can't take potato peelers with her, so why anyone would actually want to do that? But I think he said, because Noel is getting people to play the scissors, bring a potato peel with you and peel some spuds at my gig. So does Noel encourage people to take scissors to the gigs? Well, I don't think. Well, it's an offensive weapon, so you're not allowed to take them <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, which so I presume is it's why just the people take. on stage that are doing that, or...? I think just one person specifically right, on page, enough. yeah. Okay. Um, and also, uh, Hatton Garden. Did you see Hatton Garden? The jewellery heist. Oh, right, okay. Um, this happened a few... Was it a year ago or so? Oh, yeah, ago? a good few years ago. I must be talking sort of five, six years ago. All right, And okay. the people found... Uh, when they actually looked into it, it happened over a bank holiday weekend, so they had sort of a bit longer to do it than normal. Um, and when they actually researched it, it was quite easy to try and track who it was because a lot of them travelled there on the tube, so they used their own Oyster cards to get near Hatton Gardens so they could be tracked back and all that sort of stuff. And obviously they stole quite a lot of diamonds. Um, but a judge recently said to them, you've got to either pay back the money you owe, or spend another seven years in prison. And he read out the names of the people. Uh, I think one of them actually passed away a few days ago as well, um, between sort of being told to pay an extra like six, seven million quid, or get an extra yeah, seven years. cloud. Yeah. Um, so not, not sure who's going to inherit that one. Um, <laughs> so they said, these are the, m- the amounts of money that you need to um, pay back or face another seven years in prison. John Collins, a visit to North London, £7,686,039. Daniel Jones of Enfield, North London, six million six hundred forty-nine pounds eight hundred twenty-seven, uh, six hundred about six and a half million pounds. <laughs> Terry Perkins of Enfield, about six and a half million pounds. Brian Reader of Kent, about six and a half million pounds, including the sale of his home worth six hundred forty thousand pounds and some land he owns worth about uh, half a million pounds as well. Also, there's one more person who was fined: plumber Hugh Doyle, who helped the burglars, was ordered to pay. £367.50 for his general criminal <laughs> conduct at court on Tuesday. Did he choose to spend some more time in prison? Or? <laughs> I don't think he was sent to prison for that. But by the sounds of it, he just got sort of a good yard and allowed people to like move some things in and out and they find him for it. Never mind. And, and, and he got brought up in court alongside sort of three of the biggest... And uh, I bet he didn't get the plumbing dom- job, job done either. It's like, well, £367 is about an hour's work for a plumber, I think, isn't it? <laughs> but, um, but there we go. And uh, one other thing I saw was uh, Laurie Love. Did you see about Laurie Love? Uh, no. No, he is a computer hacker, or alleged computer I did computer see this, hacker. and he, he, he got away with it, didn't he? Uh, well, he's not, he's not been extradited to America to be trialled. He's not been trialled right. in the UK, but 
it's alleged that he hacked in to uh, the National Security Agency in America and the FBI. And I'm not really sure why we're talking about him because he's probably not going to hack into our computer. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, be careful what, what you say. <laughs> yeah. We love you, mate. <laughs> yeah, you're a big fan of ours. And if you do get sort of any pornography on our computer that has got fake people's heads on it, then it's yeah. absolutely nothing to do with us whatsoever. Please, please don't put our heads on anything. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. And if you do, do make sure you choose somebody with a particularly good torso. Yes. Uh, ideally male as well. Um, <laughs> so he'd, he's not been extradited, and I read on his Wikipedia page that... He's got his own Wikipedia page? He's got his own, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, probably, did, did he probably, do it himself? Probably did. He's probably <laughs> clever enough. He knows what he's doing. Um, if anyone wants to make us a Wikipedia page, please. I did, I, did, I did once try years ago, but failed <laughs> to just even upload it and do anything with it. Um, so it said um, that the person at the hearing who was defending him, as a psychologist, said that Love should not be extradited due to his diagnosed disorders, which included Asperger's Syndrome, psychosis, depression, and eczema. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Now, I, I, eczema can... Ex, eczema's serious, honestly. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm not saying it isn't. But do you think he's, he goes... It's, I mean, my wife's got eczema, and sometimes, particularly in the winter, it can get really, really, really bad, and night times are, are, a, compl- are a nightmare. Um, especially for me, it's like sleeping next to a scratch card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's a pause of the week next week, sort of, surely. She doesn't listen. Yeah. Um, but I can't but think that, uh, you know, why would he not get extradited because he got bad eczema? <laughs> think, think that. Can you imagine that? Oh, I'll tell you what. Have you heard what they do with the bars of soap in prison? You know, if you, if you do drop the soap in prison, then don't bother picking it up anyway because it's not dermatologically uh, fine, so <laughs> you won't want to use it. Um, finally, then, I think we're going to finish on this one. Uh, for, we don't want to be uh, overrunning today. Uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg had a bit of a scuffle, didn't he? He did have a bit of a scuffle. Um, obviously, the he's idea... A, he's an easy Tory MP, um, Member of Parliament, and he's tipped to be, if they manage to overthrow Theresa May, which... Um, well, we don't know what might happen in future. Who knows? Uh, he's tipped to be the the next um, chancellor, isn't he? Uh, pot- well, potentially, maybe a future leader, future prime minister. It looks a bit like Where's Wally, a cross between Where's Wally and sort of a butler from the seventeen hundreds. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the sad thing is, you, if that was going to be the case, then you wouldn't want Theresa May to be overthrown, would you? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it'll just go from bad to worse to yeah. very bad and very worse. He is sort of the voice of modern Britain, as long as for you, modern Britain is yeah Victorian times. Um, but yeah, obviously the idea that someone is trying to fight a Tory MP is not uh, not remotely funny. But actually, um, there is a serious point, which is when people actually go to do debates and stuff like that, then they shouldn't actually be they should actually be allowed to actually have their voice heard because we are a free society who allows freedom of speech. And Jacob Rees-Mogg's opinion is just as valid as the rubbish that we come up with as well. So. You do actually feel a little bit sorry for him, almost. Well, I don't know because I mean, I did a bit of research on him. I didn't know too much about him, and I, and I read, um, I read, I read about his uh, sort of background and stuff. And the, the one thing that I found odd and, and a bit questionable about him, and the, well, there's a fair few things to be fair. Yeah. But one of them, he's got six children. Okay. Yes, yes. He's last children. Do you know what he's called? I do know what he's called. He called him. Sixtus or six, Sixtus? Sixtus. Sixtus. So yeah. it was his sixth child. Why did he not call the first one firsteth? Yeah. Secondeth or second? I don't know. But yeah, sixteth. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so it is uh, theme time, and the theme this week is Bird Watch Month and Bird Feeding Month. It's kind of two because in this month we celebrate Bird Watch Month. Um, okay. Because and it, particularly they have a weekend where they do a bit of a sort of big survey, which I'll tell you a bit more about in a second. But in America, they celebrate Bird Feeding Month, and obviously we've got listeners in America, so we want to mention the American mm-hmm. version of this celebration as well. Um, so we basically watch them 
and the Americans feed them. Right, okay. <laughs> that's quite nice. I mean, you know, we just watch them and then the, the Americans feed them. That's, that's generous, if yeah. anything. We, maybe we should be more generous. Um, but the whole idea of Birdwatch um, is the world's largest wildlife survey that the RSPB started in 1979 and they encouraged uh, its members to count the birds in their garden at the same time so that collectively they can work out the UK's most popular birds. What if there's just one bird and it just flies around through everyone's gardens? Because the whole point is, <laughs> if you see, you, you, only see, you can only count apparently what you see at one time. Yeah, and you're not allowed to count them. You, what, you, I think they've changed it so that you can't just count every single bird that lands. You've got to only count the different types of birds that you right. see because they're saying that they could come back. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the, that's the kind of way it works. But obviously, there's nothing to stop that one going on to next doors and then doing the same count. And how geographically <laughs> you're looking at this as well. And and, and Blue Peter actually do a lot with it as well. But it was quite a few years ago they uh, Blue Peter sort of encouraged people to get involved in the campaign and encouraged schools to do it as well. So schools have like a big bird watch um, month as well through in the through the month of February. I think we just had the sort of bird watch weekend, um, which sort of the RSPB do. But yeah, it's also sort of a bird watch month at the moment. And for America, bird feeding month. Yep. Um, yeah, we've got some tad. Uh, is it ornithology? Is the art of bird watching? Is that right? I don't know. I just got I don't know. Watching. Okay. <laughs> um, but my local bird watch group, um, they've been a bit slack to be honest. I've, I've tried getting involved with all this sort of thing, and they've been a bit slack. Uh, slack at keeping up with the regular meetings they're supposed to hold. They're a bit slow at updating the weekly newsletter. So I've, I've been down. I went to ruffle a few feathers down there, <laughs> um, but they're not told me to keep my beak out of it, and I made a swift exit. <laughs> oh dear. But it's not only that. I mean, it's all right watching these birds and stuff, but they're not—they're not, you know—they're not all innocent. I've got an owl um, behind my house, which is keeping me up all night, hooting. It's making me really tired, ratty in the daytime. I'm pretty sure I've got irritable owl syndrome. <laughs> um, so I'm getting my own back, and I've purchased one of those black and white birds with a huge orange beak. I said to the owl, two can play that game." <laughs> But anyway, that, that's my bird jokes done. But we do, I've got some facts for you. Now, not all these link very well to bird watching mum because they're not the kind of birds you expect to land in your garden, some of the facts that I've got. Um, but neither, either way, I thought it'd be worth some interesting bird facts. So, um, na- uh, parrots said, parrots can learn to say hundreds of words. It's probably something you already knew, but I'm wondering whether you knew how many sort of words parrots can actually potentially learn and speak. Um, they, well, they say pretty Polly. Who's a pretty boy? Then all that sort of stuff. That's a, <laughs> I've got a joke about a parrot actually. Go, go on, go on <laughs> Okay. Um, a woman comes back. Um, oh, man comes home. Actually, hang on. I'm not telling this very well. <laughs> carry, carry on. I'll no, think carry, of a joke. Okay, yeah. okay, fair enough. But do you know how many how many words parrots can? I'm going to have to give you a symbol and everything if you manage to get this joke sorted out now. Okay. But um, anyway, uh, how many how many words do you think a parrot is, is able to speak? The, the regular parrot. Um, regular parrot, probably about ten. I don't think they can do many words at all. No. So most parrots can learn around uh, up to 50 words. 50? That's it's pretty good. A, yeah. It's pretty good. It's about the same as Wayne Rooney. Yeah. So that's not bad at all, really. Um, but yeah, but some parrots, and particularly there's one at Knoxville Zoo in Tennessee, for any of our Tennessee listeners out there, yeah. uh, they can say there's one there that can say up to around 200 words, which I think is pretty impressive. That's very good. Um, what are they actually doing with it? I mean, are they trying to do anything useful or just like saying the words? Are they making sentences? And I wonder how many of those 200 words are offensive. If yeah. it's in a zoo and how many people might pass through and <laughs> all, yeah. do you think it says, look, mummy, or I don't know, about those kind of things? I I can't imagine they would actually do any anything useful with those words. <laughs> Are they doing any keynote speeches? Are they sort of passing their views on to people? Well, Are they creating arguments? Okay, they... well, you're talking about useful useful birds and you want something useful. Well, in ancient Greece, pigeons, and we know pigeons deliver messages and so on, 
Uh, that was something that they used to do during the wars and all them kind of things. They've always been, you know, that's what yeah, called messenger pigeons, carrier yeah. pigeons. Uh, well, in ancient Greece, uh, pigeons delivered the results of the Olympic Games. Really? Yeah. Well, that's. I'd be a bit annoyed if I won a gold medal and we had to wait for a pigeon to <laughs> then pass the message on. Maybe it was not you who did it. Maybe it was passing it to other people outside of Greece, maybe. That's oh, yeah, I suppose so. Possibly. Yeah. Didn't they used to do spying during the Second World War, pigeons? They did, yeah. Sent them over enemy lines. Yeah, and you, then... you, don't, you don't see a James a James Bond film, Pigeon Bond, or anything <laughs> like that, do you? Maybe I've just invented the next Pixar film. Could be, Pigeon yeah. Bond. Listen, listen up. If Pixar are listening, Pigeon Bond is your next one. Yeah. Um, if, but, you want, if you want the good news, I, f- I remember my parrot joke. Okay, do you want to okay. go for it now? I'll go for it now, okay. We don't even have to edit it as a joke for last week. <laughs> um, a woman walks into a pet shop and she says, I'd like to buy a parrot. And the pet shop owner says, we've got this parrot over there. No one's bought it yet, but, because there's a slight problem with it, uh, it used to work at the local brothel. It used to live in the brothel, the parrot. She said, oh, okay, that'll be no problem, no problem. Um, it, it can talk and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it can talk, but say it just used to live at the brothel. So no, no, no worries. I'll take it down. Takes the parrot home, and uh, the person's daughter came back in and sort of said, "Oh, parrot goes, oh, new girl there, new girl, very nice, new girl, very nice." So what's happening, Mum? I say it's a new parrot that we've got. Used to work at the uh, used to live at local brothel, so that's why it can sort of is asking about new girls and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, okay, no problem. And then the woman's younger daughter came in, and the parrot said, "Oh, new girl, new girl, very nice, new girl." I said, "What's happening here, Mum?" And the mum said, "Oh, it's." Parrot that used to live at the local brothel, so it thinks you're a, a girl or a prostitute, or whatever. So that's why it's like commenting now how nice you're looking. But don't worry, we'll get used to it. And then the father came home and he said, "Hiya," and the parrot said, "Oh, hi Keith, you all right?" <laughs> <laughs> Deserved a, a symbol, but I didn't really get up and go and uh, get myself another beer halfway yes. through that joke. Sorry about that. Anyway, uh, back on to useful birds. Okay, so the, in ancient Greece, they used to deliver the Olympic game results. I was wondering whether these uh, pigeons could be employed to uh, do the Oscars results, which obviously, are they coming up soon? The coming Oscars? up soon, yeah. They can't, can't do it as bad as last year, surely. Exactly, so. so maybe they should get pigeons to do it instead of uh, instead of actual human beings. And my final fact, then, is... Um, I don't know whether you, this is something that you would see in your local garden, possibly not. It's a type of thrush... Um, <laughs> you might see this um, in your garden. Yeah, I'm saying nothing. Yeah, <laughs> sure that ba- sure that parrot saw it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, the Bassian thrushes find food by farting. So what they actually do is these worm-eating uh, Bassian or ba- Bassian thrushes have been known to dislodge their prey from piles of leaves by directing their farts at them. The gases make the worms all move about and then they find the food and eat it, basically. So that makes them come to the surface or at least such a terrible smell that it gets people up to come for so oxygen and then they come and eat them. If, I'm not saying it's something that Bear Grylls has tried yet. If he's particularly <laughs> hungry, he just sort of leans... I mean, he does everything else, doesn't he? But he I've does. not seen him uh, you know, crouching down, squatting position and, and farting to look for food just yet, anyway. Um, but with that in mind, I think it is now time uh, to move on to our Game of the Week, um, which I like to call... Tit or swallow? Okay, so, and I haven't got any uh, particular well-done sound effects for this one or anything, Fisher, but I do have um, some sort of bird and stream noises going on in the background because it'll help you with playing... Um, tit or swallow, basically. It'll help you with that, okay? Okay. So, 
In fact, it's a bit loud. I'm not going to bother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got swan squawking in the background. Swans are quite loud, so yep. we'll leave it there. But anyway, Tito Swallow, I'm going to give you uh, some types of bird, and you've got to tell me whether they are a tit or a swallow, a type of tit or okay. a type of swallow, okay? I say birds. Some of them might not be birds. Some of them might be something else. Okay. Okay. So, number one, we've got the red-rumped tit or swallow. Red-rumped. Not to be confused with the horse red rump. <laughs> no, is that right? red okay. rumped. Rumped. We, uh, is it a tit or a swallow? I would have thought a swallow. A swallow? You think a swallow? Yeah. Well done. It is a swallow. Okay. One out of one. There's only eight. So hopefully you'll be able to get eight out of eight, maybe. Yeah, a red rumped swallow um, is from Europe and Asia. Um, it's uh, from East Southern Siberia in Japan. Most recently, it's colonised France. Okay. And Romania, maybe it was helped out by the potential bridge that Boris is going to build, maybe, yep. I don't know. Maybe they'll get over here next. Yeah. That could be the next thing. So next, then, is the golden tit or swallow. Is that just it? Golden tit or swallow? Well, it's, it's going to be either a golden tit or a golden swallow. Oh, right, okay. Well, I would have thought, the only tit I'm aware of is a blue tit. Okay. And obviously, there's, there's none in here because we've got our heating, aren't we? Um, so <laughs> I would say it is, I'd say a golden tit. Uh, you are wrong. It's a wrong. golden swallow. Yeah, there's no such thing as a golden tit, I don't think, unless bird experts are listening and they tell me that there is. I couldn't find one. I did look for golden tits. Um, lots of interesting <laughs> things came up online when I did that. Um, but no, they are native to the Caribbean islands and Jamaica. Oh. That's where you'll find those birds. If you ever get the chance to visit, you'll have a look for some. Um, golden swallows while you're on the on the Jamaican sands. There yep. we go. Um, next then, uh, number three. Did you get that wrong? I got so it wrong. So you've got one out of two so far. Next then, number three, elegant tit or swallow? <laughs> elegant, well, it's just going to be exactly the same. How, how on earth can I choose that it's an elegant tit or an elegant swallow? Um, <laughs> one, one can only imagine that people would prefer an elegant swallow. Yeah, yes. yeah and, yes, and, and uh, you would be wrong. No, no, it's elegant tit. And it's found in the Philippines. So I know a lot of people who go to the Philippines, actually, um, looking at birds. Yeah. I'm um, not sure if it's what kind of birds it is that they're going to look at, but n- never mind. In, in search of an elegant tit now. <laughs> Next then, uh, number four is the blue and white tit or swallow. And this is not a reference to any Sheffield Wednesday play, by the way. The blue and white wizards. Uh, it would be oh, blue and white. Bob, well, there is a blue tit, as we established earlier. So could there be... A blue and white tit or a blue and white... I'd say blue and white tit. You're wrong. It's blue and white swallow. So still only one right. Uh, South American has benefited from deforestation, would you believe? So it's actually benefited from trees being chopped down because it's created more as it preferred natural habitats so as a bit more of the open spaces and so on. So it's actually on the increase and therefore not an endangered animal. Okay. Well... Okay. Next then, um, are we ready for this one? So I might need to help you with this one. Jacques tit... Or swallow, and this is a famous French-Belgian mathematician. Uh, so, <laughs> is oh. he called Jacques Tit or Jacques Swallow? Oh, so so it's not nothing to do with birds. No, it's just someone called Jacques. <laughs> We've gone off birds now. Yeah, okay. We've done enough birds for today. So it's like um, Pythagoras. His surname would be. I'm not sure. Do you know what Pythagoras' surname is? It's not theorem, surely. Um, <laughs> I would say Jacques. Jacques must be Jacques. Uh, well, no, it can't be Jacques. Swallow's not a very French-sounding name, is it? So it must be Jacques Tit. You would be correct. It is Jacques Tit. Yeah, he introduced the theory of buildings, which is sometimes known as Tit's buildings. I'm not lying. <laughs> theory of buildings? Tit's buildings. What's, what's that going to do with math? The theory of buildings. Which I'll tell you, know, if you can make any sense of this, which are combin- combinatorial structures of which groups act 
particularly in algebraic group theory, include infinity groups and groups defined over the p-adic numbers. No anyway, yeah. anyway, another of his well-known theorems is the tits alternative, <laughs> <laughs> which which is G is the finitely finitely fin, fin, oh thank you for that that's making me struggle for the last yep. few finitely generated subgroup of linear group then either G has a solvable subgroup or finity index or it has a free subgroup of rank two. You've no idea what you're talking about. I've have you? no idea. idea. You're <laughs> reading out. What, it could be anything on that <laughs> on that screen you're reading off, and you still read it out. Next, then. So you got that one right, didn't you? See, so you've I did. got two so far out of five. Next one, number six, then. Lincolnshire tit or swallow. Well, Lincolnshire. The main one is sausage, obviously. Um, for Lincolnshire, <laughs> um, so I thought sausage swallow. Lincolnshire swallow. Okay, you would be correct. And actually, the reason you've got that right is it's not actually a type of bird either. It's a place. A Swallow place. is a place in Lincolnshire, which is a population of around 300 people. So we will tag it in our podcast and yep. hopefully get 300 listens. Not sure if everybody will listen or whether they've <laughs> even got broadband and what have you around there. Uh, in 1553, the church was reported to have three girt bells. Uh, I think I've said that right as well. And one sanctus bell. However, the steeple collapsed sometimes before 1663 and falling bells destroyed the south aisle. In 1670, both aisles were demolished in the North Isle, having apparently been uh, ruinous even before the collapse. So it was a bit of a mess before. But I'm getting to the point here. There's a good little rhyme coming up, okay? And the following year, three of the bells were sold to cover the £140 cost of the demolition and restoration of the church and the steeple and all that. An incident referred to in local rhyme as, you must pity for swallow, poor swallow people, who sold the bells to mend the steeple. Oh, that is very good. That's, that's <laughs> a very on the. So if you ever churches, go, if you ever go to swallow, yep. Um, take a deep breath first. <laughs> if you ever go to swallow, um, go and have a go and mention this rhyme and see if anybody knows it. And I'm sure that all three hundred of them will do. <laughs> so you got that one right, didn't you? So I did. is that that's three out of six so far. Well done. Yep. You're pulling it back. And next then is David Tit or Swallow. So David Tit or David Definitely. Swallow. Uh, he's an Aussie rules football player and plays for Gold, the Gold Coast Football Club. I think I think I've heard this on Question of Sport before. Have you? And I think, well, 50-50 chance, but I think it's Swallow. You are correct. It is David Swallow. Yeah, excellent. So you've got four out of six. Yep. Can you make it... S- sorry, four out of seven four so seven. far. Can you make it five out of eight then with this one? A fictional trading company on a BBC sitcom. Tit or Swallow? A fictional trade... I think... Uh, oh, hang on. Is it is it Trotter's Independent Traders? Correct. Tits. Yes. Well done. Five out of eight. It would be Trotter's Independent Traders, um, which I only realised the other day when starting this game that that is a you, you could shorten you could make a sort of what do you call them words? Um, that you could make it as a or what's it called now? Yeah. You can tell we both did English. Yeah, um, I even did English language at school. It's it, yeah, but you know what I mean. When you take the first letter from each thing and get it as like an acrostic um, type thing, oh, I don't know. There's your homework. Yeah, that's homework. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come back to us later on. Anyway, that was Tito Swallow, never to be played again. Right, so it's time for the regular irregular feature. And I'm doing it this week. And I was walking home the other day and I saw a group of kids on the street corner or with sort of hooded tops on looking a bit shady. And I thought, tell you what. Was it slim? It wasn't slim shady. Uh, I thought... <laughs> the Did he stand of... up? <laughs> they, they, were, they were just 
they, I'm sure they were probably nice enough kids or whatever, but they, they looked a bit dodgy. Okay. Uh, and I thought, oh, I wonder what happened to Asbos. You never hear about Asbos anymore, do you? Do you remember the Asbo? There was some sort of order, weren't there, that they gave people the to, who were naughty. Antisocial <laughs> behaviour. I, I think they're a bit worse than naughty, to be fair, but antisocial behaviour orders. So okay. I thought, whatever happened to the Asbo? Okay. Uh, it turns out we don't do them anymore. We phased oh, them out. Just got rid of them. We just got rid of them. What did um, they do instead? Uh, just tell people off, I think. Yeah. Tell people they're a naughty boy. Yeah, give them, give them lines and attention. Yeah. Oh, or girl, of course, yeah. Could, could well be. <laughs> um, so I thought I'd do a bit of research as to reasons why people have been given Asbos. So I'm going to give you 11 things, and you need to say, is it Asbo or As-No? So if if, so if, it, if, if you it, think it's true, Asbo, and if you think it's false, okay. As-No. Fair enough. And I kind of get, okay. I give myself cheers and, and whistles and whatever. You can, yeah. Okay. So, uh, first one. Uh, a man from Norfolk became the first farmer to be subject of an Asbo when he was ordered to keep his swine and geese under control after people living near his farm complained of the damage. The order was made on a Monday, but on a Tuesday, he was charged with breaching the order after all his pigs had escaped again. <laughs> uh, and the breach could have led to him getting five years in jail. Is this one of these games where you've had to make things up I've as had well? To ma- I've made the false ones up completely as well. Okay, on this occasion then, I'm going to go with, for that one, Asbo? You'd be right. Yes. Okay, so... Um, one out of one. One out of one, well done. Uh, a 26-year-old from West Lothian um, was made the subject of an ASBO after playing the Band-Aid song Do They Know It's Christmas dozens of times at a really loud noise that annoyed his neighbours. Uh, he was banned from playing loud music and stamping his feet. Now, it depends which version is played because, I, I you know, I'm, I'm trying to... If I was the judge of this or the person giving the sentence or giving the ASBO, it depends which version they played. If they played the original version... I might have been tempted to say, you know, that's a decent version of the song. Yeah. If they'd have even played the 2004 or 5... 2005, I think it was. 2005 version, which has got the Dizzy Rascal in it. Uh, actually, probably 2004, because I think Live Aid was 2005, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, because he, so, he, he did a really good rap in it, didn't he? Uh, um, yes, but I can't really... I'm not going to try and repeat it, even though I did the impression of... <laughs> Give a little Donald help Trump. to the helpless. Yeah. You don't got to feel guilt, just selfless. Give a little help to the helpless. That was also a very good version of the song. But then the latest, latest version of it, yes. and they changed it completely, didn't they, for, to meet a different cause, which I think was... For Ebola. Was Ebola. I didn't like that version. I know I know you're not supposed to like or dislike, because it's for, it's for charity, <laughs> but just in general, if I, was a, I didn't like that version out of all of them. Well, I like the song, but I wasn't really in favour of the charity they were supporting, so I decided completely against that one. <laughs> it, it might have been streaming it, which would be very good. Okay. Uh, and would obviously be raising money every time he streamed it, maybe. And how, how old was this gentleman? Do you know? 26 years old? Uh, he was. Um, how, how old does it say on this thing? If it I was? think you said 26. Uh, 26, yes. Yeah. So 26 years old, and we're talking, it must be fairly recent, because Hasbro's weren't around for a massively amount of time. So I'm going to say that he was playing the 2004 5 version which i think was the better version mm-hmm. so i'm gonna go he he wasn't given asbo because based on the fact that i think it was a decent re- version of it so you're saying as now no as no you're wrong oh got it wrong then there we go booze um yes yeah, so it was given an asbo for that um which yeah but it's i'm not too sure quite why i'd like to see how much to... money he raised for charity if anything before they, they're giving it in but anyway Exactly. Uh, so, moving on to question three. Uh, a 15-year-old from the Wirral was given an ASBO which restricted him from being in possession of the Sun, Daily Star and Daily Sport newspapers after he was repeatedly seen tearing out pictures of pastry girls and sticking them to lampposts. He worked as a paperboy delivering Liverpool Echo in the evenings, so was allowed to continue doing that <laughs> the evening paper round. Okay, um... I think the Wirral's near Liverpool, is that right? Uh, it is, yeah. They're not too keen on the Sun newspaper as it is. 
So I think they wouldn't have liked the idea that he was going around sticking pages of the Sun newspaper up on lampposts in the streets. So I'm going to go as Bo. You're wrong. Oh. I, might, I might it up. Uh, I remember now, that's what you used to do in your paper round, isn't it? <laughs> Of course not. I only live with the Sheffield Star, not the Daily Star. And you're currently uh, doing that, but you're sticking different pi- pi- different faces of celebrities onto the different bodies of the page three. Yes, and then we're releasing it on the internet and trying to make <laughs> a lot of money out of it. Um, so that was uh, that was see, one out of three at the moment. Uh, so for number four, uh, a 36-year-old from Bracknell who owned a dog that barked loudly at night was unable to get it to stop and was given an ASBO and a ban from owning dogs. Aside from owning this dog, he also owned a number of prized greyhounds the ownership of which he then had to transfer to his wife as soon as he got given the ASBO. Well, if anything with this one, surely it's the dog that should have been given an ASBO, not him. He wasn't barking. Don't... <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> he might Wait, Have we got the sound effect for the uh, symbols? Oh. Uh, there we go. Um, well, you can't give it to a dog, I don't think, so you have to give it to the owner. I'm going to go um, ASBO for that one again. Do you think that was yeah, a genuine ASBO? Yeah, definitely an ASBO, yeah. You're wrong. It's an ASBO. Oh. Made it up. Um, so that's, uh, that's one out of four at the moment. Um, I, I, must, I do quite enjoy making these stupid answers <laughs> up, by the way. I'm not quite sure why that is. Um, so, moving on to number five. Uh, a 21-year-old found himself back in court, having been served with an interim order which banned him from entering any car park in England and Wales. And he wasn't allowed to touch any cars without the owner's permission, and he wasn't allowed to ride a bicycle. Once the full hearing went to the court, he was also given a ban from wearing all forms of headwear in public. Okay. Right. So, what about if he's doing something dangerous, like Tough. skateboarding? Well, it should, well, I'm not sure whether he's allowed on skateboard or not. Well, I mean, he's not allowed on a bike. He never said skateboard yeah. or rollerblades. It's hard lines if he wants to wear a wig at any point as well. Is a ski slope class as a public place? Probably if it's in public. <laughs> well, actually, no, it's probably private property. Uh, would have thought. I'm gonna go. Um, I think this is another one that you've made up. I'm gonna go as no. You'd be wrong. That was oh. actually a genuine asbo. So uh, one, one out of five at the moment. Uh, moving on to number six. Uh, a 20 year, 23-year-old from South London who had a history of stealing flowers from a local cemetery was subject to an ASBO which prevented her carrying flowers within 400 yards of a local cemetery. She breached her ASBO when taking flowers that she bought from a supermarket to her stepmother for a birthday. OK, well, never mind an ASBO. They should, they should have daisy-chained her up. Hey. <laughs> I was trying to think uh, anyway, I was trying to think of other flower-based jokes. I'm sure that'll be one that'll come to me a lot later on. Yep. But anyway, uh, I'm going to go with that one. So stealing flowers, basically? Or? Basically, done, she was stealing flowers and was taking some flowers quite innocent and then got done for breaching the ASBO. OK, I, I'm going to go as no. Definitely not an ASBO, that one. OK, you'd be right. Yes! <laughs> that was made up by myself. I made that one up to you on two out of six, I think. So moving on to number seven, we have got a 43-year-old from Port Talbot. Uh, A woman was made the subject of NASBO after making over 700 nuisance calls to the emergency services in less than a year. On one occasion, she even complained that she was having difficulty turning down the volume on a TV. She was given a ban from calling the emergency services. However... There was a caveat that she could call them if it was an actual crisis. <laughs> what, a, what a crisis like she sees somebody who is not allowed to wear protective headgear in public fall off the skateboard, yes. um, bang the head, 
Um, is, 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 would she allowed to be called call emergency services in that situation? Do you think? Uh, she, I'm guessing the two didn't know each other. Yeah, well, and, and if he was wearing the headwear, she could call him to report <laughs> the breach of his asbo as well. So <laughs> definitely on those circumstances. Uh, so television too loud, calling the emergency services too much. I can see that might be something that that people do. Particularly, I don't sad really, but maybe lonely people call the emergency services <laughs> sometimes. And there is a caveat that Bush could ring them in an emergency. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go asbo. You'd be right. Yes. Well done. Uh, a 20-year-old from Liverpool was regularly arriving at late-night takeaway ha- houses in the city, ordering some food and leaving without paying for it. He was therefore banned from all takeaways and fast food joints within a 10-mile radius of Liverpool city centre, but was found to be in breach of it when he went to a local Tempin bowling alley where they had a wimpy burger joint, even though he didn't attempt to order any food. Wimpy are back on it now, aren't they? They're kind of coming... They, they, they were kind of on the, on the on the fading out a little bit, but then they seem to have come back. Back on there, yeah, in the bowling alleys and other such places. Yeah, so he got caught in a wimpy. Probably didn't think this counts as a takeaway, maybe. Well, I don't think he was... I think he was just at the bowling alley and they said, sorry, it's got a fast food place here. <sighs> Even though you're not actually trying to buy some food, you're at a place that's selling fast food, so you're in breach of your asper. I'm going to go... It sounds ridiculous, so I'm going to go... Um, but you, I can't even tell which ones you've made up anymore, so I'm going to go as no for that one. You'd be correct. I'm doing all right now. Doing well. What are you on to now? One out of nine, is it? Something, I've had more than that. <laughs> Four out of nine, I think that is. Um, so we're moving, on the last one? We're on to... We've got three left. Um, so a 27-year-old from Bristol was found in breach of his ass boat when walking back home from playing pool at his local pub. It was noted that he had a pool cue, which amounted to being a dangerous weapon, and he was therefore breaching the terms of his ASBO, which had prevented him from carrying any instruments that could inflict serious pain on someone. So, because he was carrying a snooker cue, and yep. he'd been to play pool or pool cue, yep. um, because he's been banned from carrying certain things... and Yes, so presumably he'd been involved with, you know, it's in people with baseball bats or whatever in the past, but he had genuinely been at a pub, uh, was walking home, carrying a pool cue, and... I'm going to go Asbo, I think that makes quite a bit of sense, that that could be easily done. Well, thank you very much, because that's completely not a lie. <laughs> so that, uh, that was an as no. Um, yes, I did, I did make that one up. Uh, we've got two left now. Um, an 18-year-old youth was made the subject of an ASBO in Manchester City Centre with a condition not to congregate with three or more youths. He was subsequently arrested for breach of his order when he entered a local youth club on the grounds that there were more than three youths in the premises. Uh, this was a very good club, uh, with a good reputation providing valuable service to young people locally. On this particular evening, the session scheduled was for youths, uh, and it was teaching them how to deal with antisocial behaviour. <laughs> um, uh... So basically, bad lad, tried to go straight, and was done for trying to go straight. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go Asbo for that one. That is an Asbo, correct. <laughs> and obviously, this was part of the argument as to why we should actually get rid of them, because it's not kind of working as well. Right, yeah. Think. There's too uh, many sort of things that can go wrong with them and obviously some yeah. ridiculous situations there, yeah. Things like that. Uh, and finally, as bow or as now, a female prostitute in Manchester was causing a nuisance by accosting men and generally causing offence. An ASBO was granted and one of its conditions was that she was prohibited from carrying condoms within the given area. Unfortunately, her drug clinic was within the restricted area and one of the services it provided was the provision of free condoms as part of her harm reduction strategy. In attending her drugs clinic and being given some free condoms, she breached her ASBO. <laughs> it's not really promoting safe sex, is it, by giving an ASBO to say they can't carry condoms? Well, yes, but then obviously, because she's working as a prostitute, you know, they want to try and ban that, so... Or that might be completely it, made it, up. It's not helping anything, is it? I, I'm going to go as no for that one. That is an ASBO. That did actually oh. genuinely happen. 
I think getting rid of them might have been a good idea. Yes, uh, so it's quite correct that they got rid of them. So that was the this week's regular, regular feature. So that brings us to the end of episode 19. In fact, last episode, um, we turned 18 and we were drinking tea. <laughs> yep. And now we're 19, we're legal. <laughs> we're, we're drinking alcohol we're, again. We're back drinking alcohol. Uh, just a few other things from the last episode. I think we talked about the uh, grid girls and uh, the Warcom girls at the darts being um, banned. Yep. And the grid girls have been replaced with children, which I think is ridiculous. <laughs> that's, that's not... Surely even worse, yeah. <laughs> But... No, I think it's it's supposed to be some sort of mascot type thing like they have at football yeah. matches sort of thing, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I think other than that, is there anything we want to update from our social media at all? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know if we've got a few more Twitter followers. I think we're well into the 40s now. We'll yeah. have, yeah. There we go. Um, so that's good. Um, we've still got the website, wasterwebspace.com. Are we .com or .co.uk? .co.uk. Yeah, we couldn't get, yeah. we couldn't afford the .com. Yeah, one day we might be able to get to .com. <laughs> Twitter have a similar, well, they had the opposite thing, didn't they? We went from .com to .co.uk. Um, so if if you are, if you do own the waste of webspace .com website and you're absolutely massive and minted and loaded and you want to come and buy our website offers the .co.uk version, we might be up for that as well. <laughs> or if not, you can just put our podcast on your website yeah. and claim it's you. Exactly. That's fine. So but anyway, I think that's pretty much everything. Please do get in touch. Uh, keep keep listening. Keep tweeting. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you've got anything you want to input into the podcast. Maybe we could have you on one day. We'll give you a shout out and we don't even charge. Yeah. Let us know if there's any ridiculous games that you want to try and make up and play never to play again. If you can think of anything better than uh, Tit or Swallow. Or Asbo or As Now. And please do get in touch. But for now... And maybe we might be given uh, one of the last remaining Asbos for playing Tit and Swallow <laughs> before, before the next time we podcast, who knows. But anyway, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again next time. Thank you. Goodbye.